everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. I'm super excited, honestly. I, uh, you know, how many times do I say that? But I mean it. And actually, every time I mean it. But today, I really mean it because I have two amazing guests with me. And we're going to talk about a subject that I believe is a really cool subject. Uh, and so uh, we're going to talk about is if you're an introvert, uh, how can you lead at high and effective levels? How can you make a bigger impact? How can you allow yourself without changing who you are to take the strength of who you are and go out and make a difference, especially in the cause of Christ where you show leadership? And I have two, I think, world changers with me today. Uh, one is Laura Manuel, uh, who uh, is uh, uh, one of our worship leaders, but also she's one of our head of creative arts, oversees huge parts of our next-gen ministry, uh, raises up an incredible number of people to use their gifts in amazing ways. And that's why we're so blessed here uh, because of her ability to, to grab people and, and energize them and get them going. And so, Laura, I'm super excited you're here. Thanks, Pastor Chuck. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then also, Tracy Towles here. Tracy is an executive assistant and she actually works for me. But um, Tracy comes to us uh, out of the Wyndham Organization where she was a high-level leader there. And uh, she was willing to come and help us, which I still can't get over how blessed we are to have you. And Tracy leads out in amazing ways too. She leads a big part of our Kenya ministry, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. She also does leadership in one of the most important things Crossroads does, which is our Boldly Bless initiative, where we change people's lives by banding together. And I, I had a dream of this being an amazing ministry. Tracy took it up like 10 notches because of her leadership ability. So I am so excited to have you guys here. Tracy, good to have you. Well, excited to be here on camera. <laughs> on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, you guys are both introverts. And, and, and by the way, I think this is really important to note. Bill Gates is an introvert, but he's a high-level leader. Warren Buffett is an introvert. He's a high-level leader. And are you ready for this? Abraham Lincoln uh, was highly introverted. And I think we'd say he was a pretty good leader, too. So... Um, but who do you guys think in the Bible was an introvert? Oh. We were actually talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. So we think Moses was an introvert mm -hmm. because he was often telling God, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he even talks about having like a, some type of speech impediment or, mm -hmm. so, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of relate to that sometimes because sometimes I'm... I, the things that are coming out of my mouth don't make a whole lot of sense. So, um, yeah, we think Moses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say Moses, too. Even when preparing for this, I was like, I feel like Moses, where he's like, God, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And God's like, no, you're, you're going to do this, and it's going to be great. Don't worry. But yes. for sure, I would say Moses, too. So are there lots of times that I have you do stuff you don't want to do? I would say there are a lot of times you ask me to do something and I tell God, are you sure? <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, good, good, good. I, I, by the way, I like to stretch people. I, I, I think that's what I And I don't do it to be mean. I do it because I love to watch people grow. Um, kind of interesting, the statistics. In the United States, 60% of people are identified as an extrovert. 40% is an introvert. In the world, 57.7% uh, of people are identified as introverts. So in the United States, there seems to be maybe this self-made pressure to force people into maybe extroversion. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that's interesting. I'm gonna, you guys are going to love this one. Get ready. Get ready. This is really cool. Of gifted children, of gifted children, 60% are introverts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so people who are introverted tend to be more intellectually astute. 
which uh, I think is kind of fun to know. And that's because all of us extroverts don't want to take the test. So, <laughs> so how would you identify yourself as an introvert? Well, how do you, how would that specific identity come to you? Um, I would probably identify more as a social introvert. So I definitely gain a lot of energy um, through times alone, but I also gain energy through times with like very close friends, very close people to me. So um, yeah, I would say that a social introvert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I would say I love. Even we were even talking about quarantine. Like I enjoyed quarantine last year just because I got to be alone, but I also got to be just with my close circle of friends. And uh, I thrive under that. I think if you put me out to meet new people, it's not in my comfort zone. I wouldn't want to do that. But I love having my close my close group and then being by myself. Yeah, yeah and probably it'd be worth stopping for a moment and, I, and actually defining what extrovert and introvert means. Mm -hmm. Because extrovert means you get your energy from being around people. Mm -hmm. And introvert means you get your energy when you're mainly on your own. Or, by the way, this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It, you guys usually tend to draw a circle of people who can fit in your isolation mm -hmm. moment yeah. and they don't drain you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that would be uh, really, really true. So it's really about where do you get your energy from? Mm -hmm. Not do you love people or not love people? Because mm -hmm. yes. you guys both love people. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's oh. good. Yeah. That's good. I, I, I was watching, I don't know how to say his name, Simon Sinek. I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah. he was saying the introvert wakes up with five coins and at every social interaction they give a coin. Yeah. And the extrovert wakes up with no coins, and at every social interaction, they gain a coin. So the extrovert, at the end of the day, it's feels full. rich and yeah. full, and the the introvert feels a little bit depleted. And spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spent. exactly. So that's a good example of. <laughs> that's a really good example uh, because we were already talking about this ahead of time. My wife Pam is an introvert, and uh, she wakes up in the morning, and I take all her coins. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably too true. And yours too. Yeah. Cause I usually come in like gangbusters with all these ideas and stuff like that. That's amazing. So that's just kind of fun. So what do you think are some of the strengths of being an introvert as a leader, especially? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think something that Tracy and I were talking about, um, one of the strengths of like being an introvert is being self-aware. Uh, I think because we are often reserved and um, like reflecting on what's going on internally, mm. we're um, just very aware of, you know, how how am I how is my interaction right now? What's going on around me? Mm -hmm. We're kind of looking into others. We're uh, what is the word analyzing others too. Mm -hmm. So um, I think although it can be a fault, it, I think it can also play as a huge strength. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking to, it's, again, with not spending too many of our coins, like being in a large interaction can be super draining. Yeah. But a strength would be like being able to pull people in on one-on-ones and being able to talk. And there's an intentionality in saying, hey, let's talk about this, me and you, yeah. or in a small group, and getting to the deeper thing than trying to address a big group at once. And so that would be yes. a strength, too. Yeah, you know what's so interesting, Laura, you brought up, and, and Tracy, you too, but Laura, you brought up the idea of, of the analytical part. Mm -hmm. um, I cannot tell you the number of times I've been in a meeting, and Tracy's been in that meeting with me, which I almost always wanted 
I have mm -hmm. because she, I feel like her strengths are so good. And then when it's over, I'll I'll have one perspective and she'll go, oh, that oh. is not what happened. <laughs> and she'll, she'll begin to share, well, did mm -hmm. you see their body language? Yeah. Did you hear their tone of voice? Mm -hmm. Did you hear? And, and kind of a hidden phrase here or there. And I'm going, no way. They yeah. were like evil. No, I'm <laughs> Let's That's fire. not what it was. But if I didn't have Tracy, I yeah. think I would be so off in my perspective of what really mm. occurred. Right. And That's not uh, and not able to help people like sometimes I want to. Mm. Yeah. So, But I think that is that introverted part of you guys that is able to go, well, no, I can see a little bit deeper is how yeah. I would even see it. Yeah. You know, and then good. you're yourself aware, but you're also others aware. Yeah. Would you think that's true? Oh, totally. And I think, again, a strength and maybe a weakness is that we can be soft-spoken, but it's because we want to stop and just take in what's happening around us. And like Laura said, we internalize, we observe, we analyze, and we're constantly wondering, okay, what's happening and why is it happening? And then being able to share it afterwards in a debrief is really great. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I think another strength can be just uh, being a good listener. I, I, I'm only saying that because Tracy's really good. <laughs> um, she will be in a meeting and, she, you know, there's people that they're just not mentally there. But there's people that are mentally there. They're just listening. You're, mm. You know they're soaking in everything. And I think being a good listener provides like a safe place for those that you're leading because mm -hmm. they feel like, oh, I'm going to be heard, you know, yeah. or I'm going to be listened to, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I think that that is something that Tracy has that I admire. I think as I have grown, because I was way more of an introvert when I first started in leadership, mm -hmm. and I think now I'm a little bit breaking out of that, and with that comes, I talk a little bit more now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I admire that in you, Tracy. <laughs> no, but to you too. I mean, oh, we're going to go back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> Your hair's cute. <laughs> No, yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, but I, I would say this, uh, Laura, because I've watched you grow in your leadership. Mm. And uh, I actually, it is true. I remember when you first would come into meetings, I was running or a part of. Uh -huh. I would draw it out of you. I'd yeah. have to go, okay, let's stop here. What is Laura thinking? Mm. Uh, I, do you remember that? How yeah. I would do that. Now... Um, you, you, you actually still are very, very thoughtful and very self-aware, mm. but we were in a meeting the other day where all of us were like going a mile yeah. a minute on this idea and you kind of almost called a timeout mm -hmm. and said, well, and it changed everything because you brought a lot of insight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, you called for us to really think deeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in that moment I was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing leadership yeah. that you showed. Thanks, so, and, you're, <laughs> and by the way, all of you are going to benefit from the, what she did. It's going to come on Easter. <laughs> so when Easter happens, it's going to be so much better. So, um, but what do you think are some of the weaknesses though, when you're an introvert and trying to be in leadership? Mm -hmm. Take it. Yeah, I would say weakness would be again because we um, are often soft spoken. I think that we can be misunderstood and even come across standoffish. So mm -hmm. we're we're probably not that easy to get to know because we keep our circles pretty small, or at least I do. I keep my circle pretty small, and so while we love people and we um, would be even considered friendly, it's not like it's easy to get to know us. Yes, and I think also. Um, blending in uh with the crowd i i feel like that was a feedback i heard a lot when i was younger mm. was you know what do you have to say like do you are mm -hmm. you're in those meetings we asked you to be in those meetings like you, mm -hmm. we want you to say something you're just sitting there you know mm -hmm. and um i have something to say but it's just i it's easier for me to mm -hmm. retrieve you know oh, yeah. so same yeah mm -hmm. 
Wait, retrieve? No. Retreat. Retreat. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, retreat. Yeah. Retreat. So uh, what do you think, though, when you look at, uh, um, you know, because you're around extroverts who lead here. So what do you think is the difference in how you guys lead as introverts and how an extrovert leads? Mm, that's good. Hmm. Who's like a really big extrovert? Chuck. Okay, you go. You take this one. How's it like working with Chuck? Yeah. Oh, it's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to keep this one for sure. Okay. But I would say, um, I, I mean, I even pull extroverts into my circle because I need, I need an extrovert with me to pull me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But I would say that extroverts typically are, are big personalities. They're yeah. charismatic and they um, lead more aggressively than an introvert would. I think that I take t- more time to pause and ponder. And um, I would even go more directly to one or two people that I'm leading and have them empower them to maybe speak out in certain ways rather than me just do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely play off of the strengths of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we have Lauren in the room. I feel like Lauren gets a shout-out every time you have a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, yes. Um, Pastor Noah just called her a ninja because I don't really know what a ninja has to do with it, but I imagine <laughs> she's going around, like, whipping people on her team, you know? Like, she's she's just constantly, like, meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like you said on your last podcast, like, being a connector. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and someone like it would be like John Allen too, you know, this guy's like big and loud, like in, in his personality. So I want to make sure that on my team, everybody knows that they are welcome. So I don't want a bunch of introverts. Otherwise we're, you're not going to have worship on a Sunday, you know? <laughs> so, um, you want to make sure you have a good mix. So you play off of the strengths of those that do have that mm-hmm. and you let them speak up, speak out and mm-hmm. you kind of just work together on that. Yeah. yeah, so one of the things I'm hearing you both say is that you, when you're in leadership moments, and you and we, we love when you get to do that here, mm-hmm. and I think both of you have done really, really well, but you also know you need to look for other people to compliment you. Is yeah, that, that, that's what you're saying? Oh, yeah, that's Absolutely. good. Yep, that's good. Yeah, you, I'm going to quote you, but you had talked about being a leader doesn't mean that you're good at everything, but it means that you know what you're good at, and you know what you're not good at, yeah. and you bring people to compliment your weaknesses, mm-hmm. and I would yeah, say that that's, that's something really that all leaders should do, but especially if you're an introvert, you understand what you're not good at, and then bring someone in to compliment that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like in Kenya, talk about what you did in Kenya. Oh, yeah. So I I love Kenya. I love going to Kenya, but um, I get to co-lead that team with Ernie, and I rely on Ernie so much because he, for sure, I think has more of a bigger personality, and when trying to get our team to focus or our team to, you know, stop what they're doing and and listen, that would not be in my gifting. I think I'm too soft-spoken for that, and people typically won't stop to listen to what I'm going to say, but Ernie, man, I just tell Ernie, hey, we really need to, you know, get everyone to pay attention, and he just has to say a word and they just snap to attention. But that yeah. would be for sure his his gifting and, and his strength in a wheelhouse. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, one of the things uh, about that is for, uh, it, by the way, I forgot which night it is, but one of our Wednesday nights we had Ernie on, oh, yeah. uh, one of our Wednesday night watch parties. He's a big ex-Marine. Mm-hmm. He was kind of still a Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, he shows such respect to you and your leadership. Mm-hmm. So he definitely leads and it leads with strength, but he also, it looks mm-hmm. to you um, and has really, uh, I think, made you a better leader by the way he looks to your leadership. Oh, 100%. And I would say that Ernie can come across even, can be uh, uh, intimidating. And so 
one of the strengths that I would say I have is being able to connect with our team more on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but they'll constantly come to me in country needing something specific or having something that they want to share. And so I'll get an opportunity to meet with them personally um, because, and again, there's just a compliment to Ernie and mine um, and our, our strengths and weaknesses that he can command more of the larger crowd where I get mm -hmm. to do more of the one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah, and then Laura, for you, one of the things I see happen so often, and I told you this, so it's not going to be a surprise, is there are times that, you know, you actually uh, give people the opportunity to lead and then it, and, and, it just, and you continually do that and you never feel like you have to have the spotlight. Mm. You don't feel yeah. like, hey, wait a minute, no one's noticing me. Yeah. Like I never feel like, oh my gosh, I got to go over and make sure Laura's okay <laughs> because you're always concerned that your teams are okay mm. and so you're lifting people up that way. So when you are doing leadership, do you feel like you're looking for that moment to give them that, that opportunity to get them out there? Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I only got five coins, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't, you you know, I got to make them last as long as they can. So mm -hmm. I can't take every opportunity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be drained and I won't have a team in the long run. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about longevity. You want to make sure that you have people when one day you can't do it anymore, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I love getting other people to, especially when they're working in their wheelhouse of strength. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, you're so good at that. Let's just, you do it, mm -hmm. you know? You do that because it's going to be way better than what I can do yeah. so that I can focus on whatever else, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you do a really great job of celebrating them when they do go out there. Like, yeah. It's been really cool to see people that you've brought up leading out and having you celebrate them. It's oh, just awesome. Thanks. Yeah. And both <laughs> of you two have something about you guys, and I think it is part of your introverted leadership in, mm -hmm. a, in a good way that people get very loyal to you. Mm. I mean, I, I, I watch mm. your teams. People become very, very loyal. Uh, and, and, you know, there's never a question, Laura, when I've watched you in leadership that anybody questioned if you're the leader. Yeah. Like, I haven't ever seen that happen once. Mm. And Tracy, on uh, Kenya or even on Boldly Blessed, um, you have just had an ability to have people look to you for leadership. Mm. So um, I think it's because you care so much about the people. Yeah. 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 I would even say at Crossroads, me and Laura were talking about this earlier, it's really great because just as a church, as an organization, I think we do a great job of empowering people. Yeah. And when, when they see leadership recognize other leadership, people are bound to do the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, for Pastor Chuck, you to tell people that I'm in charge of this, there's a recognition that happens as well. But we do that within our ministries all over where someone's called to leadership, it's being recognized. And so people follow suit with that too. And so that's a strength as an organization. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's good. And it's one of my dreams here. Cause mm -hmm. just like you guys said, I love seeing people flourish and get out there and use their gifts and, mm -hmm. and grow. And then I like to see them take their next step. Yeah. So here's the thing. What would you say to other leaders who happen to be introvert mm -hmm. or other introverts who haven't discovered their leadership? Mm -hmm. yeah. What would you say to them? That's really good. Uh, I would say come out of your comfort zone. Like, don't be afraid to. Mm -hmm. uh, although you have great strengths as an introvert, there are th areas that you can definitely grow in that mm -hmm. will only make your leadership better. Mm -hmm. So um, take every scary uh, task as an opportunity for mm -hmm. growth. And, um, you know, so if you have an opportunity to lead a three person meeting, just do it, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> mm -hmm. or if, you know, you have an opportunity for me, I just 
preached at SIA, and I did it like last year for HSM. And I'm cringing the whole time <laughs> as I'm doing. It. I'm like, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. oh. but I'm like, but I feel like God has given me a word. I want to share it, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Noah wants me to share it, so I guess I'm gonna do it. And mm-hmm. and. I walked away going, man, I think I got a little bit better, like, as a person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just by challenging myself. I'm not going to be the senior pastor now, (laughs) but, but hey, now I'm afraid, or I'm okay to know that, like, I can speak and and people will listen. Mm -hmm. And, and so I would say, like, speak up, you know, um, Mm -hmm. know, like, you know that you have something to say, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are willing to listen. Um, so don't retreat. (laughs) By the way, it was an amazing message. I told you that afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was so impressed with your use of scripture. I was so impressed with the, how articulate you are, Mm -hmm. which I actually knew because you're a songwriter, but, but (laughs) how you were and how you touch people's emotions, but pointed them to God in such a clear, clear way. And so, uh, I, I was really impressed. I I think we all were. So Mm -hmm. that scary moment, it turned yes. into something awesome yeah. yeah and then you get people that encourage you mm-hmm. and you're like wow that wasn't the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. so and people benefited from it which is mm. great yeah like we were talking earlier and it's um if you are an introvert i think that you feel like you're not qualified to lead because yeah. you you typically only see people that are extroverts right you know on the big screen or, or whatever it is and so you won't you won't feel like you're qualified and i think that the advice to give would be um like God is going to qualify you, yes. right? And so the, the cliche, God qualifies the called or, or whatever. But if he uh, calls you to it, he'll call you through yes, it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> We love those cliches yeah. oh, so yeah. much. <laughs> but it just goes back to the Moses thing. I mean, yeah. Moses didn't didn't want to do it. And he told God, like, are you like, sh- are you sure you want me to do yeah. this? And God's like, yeah, like, I got you. Go ahead. And so I think that if, if you're introverted, like, and you're being called to leadership, you are qualified. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different types of leaders out there, but your strengths are what's needed for what you're being called to do. And that's important yes. to not shy away from because it's uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, then good. Laura brought up the need for courage. You, I have watched you have to um, um, go into what I would consider some very intense situations mm. and you have stepped up. Like, is it hard? Like, did you have to really get the current, you know, mm. in those moments? Yeah. And Laura brought this up earlier too. Um, you just kind of have to, what was the phrase you used? Mentally prepare. Mentally prepare. Yeah. Um, like just do it, Nike. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that we can. I, I have a tendency to overanalyze, and I talk myself out of something mm-hmm. before I even get a chance to do it. But there are times where, like, there there's no formula to follow, and so you mm-hmm. just kind of have to go and see what happens. And yeah. I think God surprises God surprises me all the time with what he, what He makes out of a situation. But yeah, there are often times I'm walking in like. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And God is always incredible in what the, the fruit that comes out of something like that. Yeah. yeah, and I have honestly learned uh, in a good way not to get in your way, mm-hmm. like to let you take it, to let you handle it, because you've done so you know, great in those moments. Um, and just to be honest, you probably know there's a tendency on my part to go, no, I'm going to protect Tracy. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I can't do that and let, and let mm-hmm. you be you sure. uh, and, mm-hmm. and let you do the kind of leadership that I want to see mm-hmm. you do. So, all right. So what advice would you give extroverts? All of us who are extroverted leaders, <laughs> Lauren's an extrovert. Uh, we're about to get advice. Yeah. Marlon is an introvert. And he so he may chime in. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say, again, I don't know if this is out of your guys' comfort zone, but um, give 
I guess, uh, what did I say earlier? I said, um, I said, I said, shut up. So, because they're introverts, they want to prepare more than we normally get to prepare. And so I asked that question, what would you say to an extrovert? And Laura did say, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but give, uh, you know, give the introvert the floor, if you will, yes. because, mm-hmm. uh, um, like I said, for the most part, they have something to say, mm-hmm. and um, they're. It, I think it's not our instinct to like chime in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think. And Chuck, you even what you like you did that with Laura when she first started, right? Mm-hmm. Pausing to notice, okay, this person isn't saying much. Let me pause and ask yeah, them directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so even just recognizing who's on your team and who's saying what, um, being able to stop and draw it out of them and creating a safe space. Because yes. I know for me, I'm very comfortable sharing my ideas with you, and you create a very safe space for that. But uh, I might not be super comfortable in other settings, but being able to know your team and creating that safe space. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, I want to say that um, I really do think this is an important topic, especially uh, uh, when I start looking at younger people who Mm -hmm. are more introverted. And if someone's not pouring into them, if Mm -hmm. someone's not seeing their giftedness and and looking to allow them to really become and blossom into being who they are, Mm -hmm. I think there's a danger because I think our society has almost got this... Um, taintedness mm. about introversion. Mm. So it's like, oh, no, you're always going to be a follower. Right. And like we've said, that's not the case. Mm. I, I meet with a group of about 20 pastors who are leading some of the best churches in the country. Mm-hmm. 50% of us are extrovert and 50% are introverts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the one thing I've noticed, though, within my friends is this. I'm going to ask you another question that's okay. not on the list. So get Uh-oh. ready. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to throw you the curveball. <laughs> The ones who are introverts tend to, at times, because of the leadership, mm. have to make sure they don't go into a place of depression. Mm. Do you ever feel that happens? I, I, I'm totally asking because I don't know. Well, do you ever feel like you got to be careful not to let that occur because of the strains of leadership? I think, um, I think because we tend to overanalyze and, and be very aware of ourselves and what's happening, that, that we add an extra burden to what we're doing that mm-hmm. maybe extroverts don't, don't deal with. And so there's, I feel like there's a constant weight on my shoulders in the areas that I lead. Am I not doing it good enough? Mm. Or am I, am I messing up or, or what's happening? And so by adding that, I can, I can bring myself down mm-hmm. and I have to, which is why it's so important to have people on your team that can recognize that even in you yeah. and speak life into you when you're not speaking life into yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, at times when I am going down that road, um, it's because I haven't spoken up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, oh, I'm just misunderstood or, or I don't ever say like no one values my opinion. It's just like, I have so many of them. Mm-hmm. They're just inside. And so I'm like, um, so you have to make sure like, that's why for, the extroverted leader like create that safe space for Mm -hmm. your introverted person that you're leading Mm -hmm. so that they can speak up otherwise they do Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get into that dark place of just I have so many thoughts Mm -hmm. about this situation but Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get them out you know so and as a leader maybe for someone who's not able to 
like no one above you to create a safe space. There's almost this um, an accountability where like, okay, I know that I have a tendency to do this. Let me make sure I'm checking in with someone, mm. and uh, almost like, like a like a like a mental health check. Like, okay, yeah. let's check and say, am I blowing this out of proportion, or yes. am, do really I need good. to bring it down? Because I I have several people on staff that I can do that with. I'm like, okay, I just need I need to talk real talk right now. Like, am I crazy or not? <laughs> oh, I am constantly having mm-hmm. am I crazy mm-hmm. talks with Fred. Mm-hmm. And yep. sometimes I am crazy. So, <laughs> that, so you just need to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I appreciate you guys so much, mm-hmm. and I really do. I value you. I respect you. Mm-hmm. I think you guys are amazing leaders. Mm-hmm. I watch how God's used you over this last year during the COVID crisis mm-hmm. and Crossroads, I think is a better church today, but bit in big part because of both of you mm-hmm. and the leadership you've shown, the kind of wisdom you've given. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I, I, I probably don't have to say it because I hope you know it's true mm-hmm. how much I value both of your, your opinions and your wisdom mm-hmm. and where you come from as fellow leaders, mm-hmm. as someone I can respect. So we're blessed to have both of you. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, we're Chuck. blessed to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, this has been a fun time talking about leadership. We are going to uh, do this another time, one more week on leadership. Then we're going to shift into relationships. Uh, and I want to talk about how to have better relationships, deeper relationships. Next week's podcast on leadership is kind of a great bridge to relationship because we're going to talk about emotional intelligence. And if you have a choice of EQ or IQ, EQ always wins. Uh, we know that by by the way, from research that people with high EQ tend to be very, very successful in life. And so we're going to talk about that next week with someone I think is very emotionally intelligent, uh, Pastor Galen Thomas, who's one of my, my, my executive pastor. And so I can't wait for you to hear from him. And then the following week, we kick off relationships and Lauren gets to come in front of the camera. And uh, so we're going to talk about uh, relationships and we're also going to hear she promised she would sing, which is such a blessing. And so uh, she'll sing a song about relationships. <laughs> Marlon, are you excited? Oh, he's excited. Are you guys excited? Yes. Yeah, I am too. So anyway, hey, thanks again for being here, you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, you know what? If you haven't hit subscribe yet, hit subscribe. If you didn't hit like yet, uh, uh, with these two guys, you got to hit like today, okay? <laughs> you know, so uh, anyway, take care. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.